Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is a radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm, and we're located in Riverside. We serve the Inland Empire. I'm a certified financial planner, and we have three other individuals in my office that are also certified, as well as that one of them is an attorney, and he helps our clients with legal work such as estate planning and other contractual things. If you'd like to know more about our firm, just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, every week, what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today in retirement update, I want to talk about something that is spreading around the globe, that it is so prevalent that nobody now is talking about it because of COVID. You know, it's one of the top 10 death rates in the world, and it's the only thing that doesn't have a cure. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's Alzheimer's. Back in 1976, Alzheimer's was discovered. It was the major cause of dementia. And since that time now, we have not come up with any kind of vaccination, any kind of treatment, any kind of drug that will cure it. And it is one of the top 10 causes of death globally. And it's the only one that can't be cured, slowed down, or prevented, at least not yet. So we have have a global epidemic of Alzheimer's, and it is a disease of greater prevalence and greater lethal. It it, it kills more people than COVID-19, and yet nobody even talks about it. The average cost right now, total lifetime cost for somebody who gets who is contracted with Alzheimer's right now is well over $350,000 to help care for that person from the time he's diagnosis until they die. It is such a devastating financial burden that many of the nursing homes that deal with memory care and deal with with dementia and with Alzheimer's, two-thirds of them are probably on the brink of bankruptcy. It has such a phenomenal impact. Medi-Cal, Medicaid within the states that pay for long-term care, they are trying to figure out how are they going to pay for this. This is going to be a hot topic. It's going to be a prevalent subject matter, and you're going to hear more and more about it. Now, the good news is that Alzheimer's, there's over 100 different companies right now that are, that are working on drugs and, and some kind of some, some kind, something to deal with it. So hopefully... In the near future, scientists will come up with some kind of treatment. Right now, the, the common thought is they'll treat it much like they would with a heart condition. 
So depending upon what the severity of your diagnosis, maybe treating it like with high blood pressure, possibly some kind of transplant, something, something else that would help to stop this or, or increase that. But bottom line right now, there isn't anything that's on the horizon that is considered a cure. And what's happening is we are seeing more and more people that are getting Alzheimer's, not because of the higher prevalence rate, but because we're all living longer. So the question is, as you sit down and, and most people don't even think about this, in fact, they don't want to think about it, and yet it is clearly a big problem. And for every household out there, it could potentially be the biggest financial drain that you've ever, ever gone through in your life. Now, in every household, in every family, this is where we sit down and talk with families of our clients. And one of the subject matters that we bring up is what happens if? So when I sit down with my clients and we have what I call the family meeting, and that is when the clients are older, they become more and more um, dependent upon the family intervention, so to speak. We talk about estate planning, wills and trusts, um, you know, um, durable power of attorneys. But one of the things happens is what happens if mom or dad is unable to take care of themselves and the health insurance isn't going to pay for it. In other words, you can't move to an assisted living or a convalescent center and have health insurance pay for all this cost because, because there is no cure, because it's not considered critical care or skilled care, health insurance doesn't pay for it. So financially, you have to make some hard choices and, and, and getting yourself impoverished so you can get on Medi-Cal, I don't think is the logical choice. So there's a lot of different ways in which to approach this. I think the most positive thing is that when somebody is diagnosed with a with a uh, Alzheimer's or in a you know cognitive impairment, they refer to it, it doesn't happen quickly. Now, some people can be with this disease for 10 years or more. And in fact, I've had clients that have been well over 10 years and they have gradually declined. So there are some drugs right now to help. It slows down the progression of the disease. It doesn't, there's no cure yet, but it does allow people to live at home with the assistance from their spouse and or family members, or possibly somebody coming in on a regular basis, like for so many hours every day, until we get to the larger advanced stages. But there's a lot of new thinking about how to take care of Alzheimer's patients. And the new thinking is the facilities, they, you know, they're, they're trying, they're always trying to segregate the people that are older or people with infirm infirmities and things like that. And they put them off and they isolated them into like a, like a pod. But now they're talking about, no, we need to intergenerational models. And they're having a lot of success about dealing with this and creating communities, what they refer to as greenhouses and communities that often are consist of not only on-site staff, but it allows other people to come in and to assist and to help people as they go through this. There's a lot of talking about caregiving. Again, I'm very hopeful with the technology, not only with telemedicine, and, but also with robotics and other things that come alongside of it, because nobody wants to leave their home. Nobody wants to go from their home into what they perceive is going to be an isolation. And oh my goodness, since COVID, I've had phone call after phone call with clients who are in retirement communities or assisted living, and they have just been isolated. This has become what I consider the second wave of COVID is that the elderly have been isolated into something. They have virtually zero contact 
with people. It has been phenomenally bad. So therefore, what we're looking at as we get through COVID is this is the next wave. This is the something that we need to talk about as a society. And how are we going to help our elderly citizens as they age and potentially are going through this terrible disease at this time in their life? And there's a lot of ways that we can do it, but more importantly, it's communication. It's communication on a family level, and that's what we do is we sit down with people and we talk through it and saying, and it could be that this is not even an issue, but the question is you want to talk about it before the event, before that happens, so that we know how we're going to adjust to it. This is what we do as a financial planning firm is one of the things that we're constantly aware of that we have to be interfacing with our clients and the family, and it's important for you. If you'd like to have a conversation about that, give me a call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Financial planning is more than just investments. It's everything. And this and dealing with healthcare issues is part of it. Remember, don't go into this stuff alone. Make sure you have proper advice as you move through it. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I talk about that I refer to as tactical asset management. For those of you that are listening to me and like to have a copy of the newsletter, if you're not on our newsletter list, we publish a newsletter every quarter. And the topics right now, will political certainty bring economic stability? And I, I talk about the debt, and I also talk about investing for 2021. And one of the things that we are doing right now and that we're observing within the overall economic cycle is that right now the debt is not a problem. I'm not saying it, it won't be a problem, but currently right now it is not a problem. And I talk about this in my newsletter because right now interest payments right now make up about 8% of the U.S. budget. And of course, that can change dramatically, particularly with the new stimulus and all the other things that are piling on top of that. But what's making this manageable is that interest rates are low. And we're talking about how the government is going to deal with this. And I, and I truly believe with all of my heart that we're going to see taxes increase. They're not going to increase interest rates as readily as they're going to increase income taxes. There's going to be a distribution of wealth in that way. Um, they can't let interest rates go uh, back to what they were in a normal cycle because the government, frankly, just can't pay for it. It would crowd out all the other entitlement programs that are there, um, you know, such as Social Security and Medicare. But on the other hand, 
the debt level has to be dealt with over time. Inflation will have some impact on it. In other words, it'll lower the overall eventual cost of it, but they can't let inflation run away because inflation, if interest rates went up a lot, in other words, you know, four or five, 6%, like what we experienced back in the late 70s and the early 80s, it would be absolutely devastating to our economy. So the central banks, not only here in the United States, but across the world, across the globe, they have to keep interest rates lower and they will stay lower for longer. Now, this is flooding liquidity into the marketplace. So the marketplace is taking advantage of these low interest rates and they are, is driving all equities up. So no matter what you have, whether it be real estate, uh, stocks, uh, bonds, even in some cases, they are being driven up by these low interest rates. So there is an adjustment going on there. But the question is, over the last year, so go, we go back to 2020, and the, the, the principal drivers of the marketplace were the high tech and the large cap growth. So, you know, I can go through a list of those companies, you know, like Amazon, Microsoft, Netflix. You know, we had other upstarts that did phenomenal like Zoom and other, other video sponsoring software. But bottom line is technology was the driver. You know, so the technology, it really was the largest um, it, it, it produced the largest returns on the, on the overall S&P 500. And as I talk to clients, you know, the question I have is that, will it continue to rise? And of course, the answer is no. At some point in time, every, every market has a top. We just don't know where this top is. And the interest rates, the correlation of these low interest rates has a phenomenal impact upon values of stocks. So you can't guess where the market is. But what's happening right now is we're seeing a change. We're starting to see a move from growth, which would be like your Amazons, your Microsoft, you know, your Apples, those kind of stocks. We're starting to see it move into what we call cyclicals and small caps and mid cap stocks. In other words, those particular parts of the economy are starting to see the benefit of lower cost interest loans. Uh, they're starting to see, of course, the expectation that we're going to come out of COVID and there's going to be this pent up demand that people just want to get out of their homes and start to live some kind of whatever that normal life looks like. But it's going to be a generator in the economy. And the generator in the economy is going to be industrials and financials, you know, healthcare. There's going to be travel. There's going to be all these other aspects of the economy that are going to be the recipient of the benefit of this breakout from COVID. I don't think we're going to see this right away, but I do believe it's going to happen over the next several months. And of course, the marketplace anticipates this. And that's why the stock market has continued to rise. Now, as it continues to rise, of course, the overall general market, you know, again, if you're invested in those high-tech stocks and you're taking more and more risk and you're taking those on into your portfolio, you're probably adding risk to your portfolio, or most importantly, you're probably adding subdued returns. So the growth is going to come outside of our United States. It's going to come outside the country. It'll be in emerging markets and developing markets. This is normal. This is a normal cycle, folks. And you got to remember that 14 of the past 14 recessions, a recession we had back in March when COVID hit, but the recovery has been, it's been led by value and cyclical stocks. So we're going into a value cycle. And this is not like a certain percentage, 50% and, and 70%. This is 100% of the time. As we get out of a recession, it is led by value and cyclicals. 
And that's pretty much what's happening. In fact, November of last year, we started to see this change within the portfolio structure. We started to see money move away from growth and into value and cyclicals. And we're starting to adjust our clients' portfolios even back then. And we're starting to see continual growth within those particular areas. Again, in the newsletter, I talk more in detail about this. And if you'd like to have a copy of the newsletter, of course, go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com and just go on to contact me and say, I'd like to have a copy of the most recent newsletter. We'll be more than happy to send it out to you. It's free and hopefully it provides you good information so that you can make better choices about your money. Again, what we believe in is that staying constantly aware of what's going on in the broader scope of the economy and make adjustments. We're not day traders, but we do believe in rebalancing and restructuring portfolios and leaning into those things that we believe where the asset flows are going. If you'd like to talk to me about that and how we manage portfolios through the good times and the bad times, give me a call. We're fiduciaries. We are fee only, and we've been in business now for nearly 35 years. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Remember, the first interview is always free. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as News You Can Use. I've, in, I've invited Jeremiah Lee. He's one of the advisors in our firm to participate in this segment. And he and I were talking about, my goodness, Biden has, I don't know, how many, how many executive orders has he signed? I mean, it's just, his pen has got to be empty of ink right mm -hmm. now. That's right. I've lost track. Yeah. <laughs> just, so we talked about it. We thought maybe in this segment, just to talk about some of the executive orders. And frankly, we don't have enough time in the in the minutes that we have available on the radio to talk about all of them. So we tried to, Jeremiah, you segmented it down to ones that you thought would have more impact on the financial aspects of people's lives. What what what's the number one what, what's the number one order that you think that we should talk about today? Yeah, that's right. Thanks for having me having me, Randy. The, been looking at a few of them. I just, we just picked out two um, that I think could impact a number of people. The first one is student loans. So one of the orders that he signed directs the Department of Education to extend the pause on payments and interest accrual of student loans. So this allows people who have student loans currently to just stop paying them for now. Really? They don't okay. have to pay the principal and they won't accrue interest during this season. Uh, it's pushed off till October of 2021. So till latter this year, latter part of this year then, obviously. That's right. And so for some folks, and so that's what, the, that's what the rule is. That's what the Department of Education has, has come out with. So the question is, what do you do? Right. If you have a student loan, you now have this ability to defer it. So kind of, in my mind, it breaks it down to a few different categories. You have someone who doesn't have the money. They just don't have the money to pay their loans. They, just, words, they lost their job because of COVID or whatever, or they can't get a job because of COVID. Yep. So they can just take a reprieve. They just don't have to pay them knowing that there's no 
interest accruing, they can use those funds to buy groceries, to pay for needs, or pay on other debt. Credit card debt is going to have a high interest rate. So that, that's a good one. If you had to make a choice, a hard choice, that's a better one to pay on because you have this as a scab. And a nice thing to point out is it's not that when you get to October, you're going to have this, this built up bill. Right. It's just It's just a gap. And so your student loans will probably last longer than they were planning to. Because a lot of the forbearance they did on mortgages, uh, some of those those just built up a bill or even like the rent forgiveness that built up a bill. And I think that's, that's problematic for people who didn't make the money. So on this one right here, there's no interest accumulation. There's no accumulation of additional payments. Um, they're not putting more money in the back end of the of the loan obligation. So yeah, it's, if why wouldn't you take it? Right? Yeah, it's, it's a gap. And there's other people who are going to have the money even though they don't have to pay their loans, they can. So this is actually an opportunity for those folks to lean into those loans, get them paid right. off. You right. know, every payment you make is not accruing for their interest. So it could be a moment to aggressively lean into this if you have the funds, if they're available, right. to right. really take care of some of that debt. So what's the, what's the next one you want to talk about? The other one I thought it could have applied to a lot of people is the foreclosure moratorium uh, that you just talked about. Basically, the uh, because of COVID, the CDC has come out with regulations to say that you can't evict people. You can't kick them out. And so if I'm a landlord, if I'm a landlord and somebody's paying rent to me and they come to me and say, I can't, do they have to prove anything that they lost their job? Sort of. It's interesting looking at this a little bit. There's a form that the government has that makes five or six you know, certified declarations by the tenant to say you know, because of COVID, they can't pay the rent. They're trying everything they can to pay rent. And there's a number of other items. And there's also a, a cap here for income. So if you are a single person making less than $99,000 a year, you, you fit into this. Married less than one ninety eight. That, that seems pretty high income. It does. This, this will apply to a lot of people. This is a helpful thing for a lot of people who are struggling in this area. If your income is still beyond that, then these programs don't apply. But, but like you mentioned earlier, when we talked about student loans, the issue with this is it's just a forbearance on the eviction. It, it doesn't pay off uh, rent. It doesn't give you a forgiveness of rent. Those items are actually in the works with some of the, the stimulus bill that's being discussed. So, I mean, do they, I mean, I've read something about there's money that they're hoping to appropriate for the landlord. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's pending still, whether or not they yeah. can be made whole, whether or not <laughs> this, this amount can be paid by the government, but currently you just can't kick them out. So as you mentioned, it, it's helpful for some folks. However, uh, our concern, you know, looking at the, the Main Street as well as Wall Street, is that you're going to have a number of fo folks who get to a few months from now, and they have a, a large rent bill that do. Whether the, rent, the rent just accumulates. It just accumulates. Either rent to a landlord, or if you're a homeowner, there's a number of banks that have similar programs that you can get a forbearance on your mortgage. However, it's the same thing. It's, it's not a forgiveness of debt. It's not even pushing off necessarily. It's just a gap. So you may have a, a large chunk due. What I've been reading about Wells Fargo, Chase, uh, some other banks, they're adding to the back end of the loan to try and deal with this. They're just putting it back in. Yeah, but that, that's a bank by bank program. You have to apply for and work with your lender if you're a homeowner. Um, but but that's, that's what they're working on. But at the moment, the issue I see is that for a lot of renters, they're going to have three, four or five months that just become due and they're going to have to work something out. So I think it seems to me if I was a landlord, I would want to be talking to my tenants and being proactive and not just waiting for the hammer to drop at some later date. That's right. Yeah, you don't want to be in a position to be you know five months behind them trying to pull pull that from them when you know they're having a hard time too. A hard part I think for a lot of tenants and landlords is nobody knows what's going to happen three months from wow. when they're going to get their job wow. back. What what an incredible. I mean, it's just it's the uncertainty. I think is still out there, and of course, as the economy improves, hopefully, people will get a job and they'll start paying rent, paying their mortgages, and being things on a normal time. If you'd like to know about anything we've talked about today, uh, Jeremiah and myself on previous uh, parts of the program, give us a call nine five one six eight four seven 
1-800-242-0011 or just simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. So until next week, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.